Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week. You know, one of the things that I often struggle with is what I call the last mile on a B2B copywriting project. And here's what typically happens. In fact, this happened just a couple days ago. I was writing a website and I'm just soaring through getting this website done and I really like the way the writing is going. And it's pretty much there. It's like I'm 90, 95% of the way there. But getting that last 5% done, I've always found is uh, a bit of a drag, a just time-consuming drag. I have to go through it. I have to check for errors. I have to check to see if it makes sense because I've been so close to the project for so long. I wonder if what I'm saying makes sense to the reader. You know, and I'm, I'm picking away at it, and especially proofreading and looking for typos and things like that. And I often find that I'll take an hour or two hours sometimes out of my day just going through getting that last 5% done, getting the uh, proofreading done and, and making sure it all makes sense. Well, that's how I used to do it. But now what I do is when I, when I write a project for a client and I got 95% done, I'm at that last bit where I need, some, I need to get a proofread and make sure the copy's clean before I submit it to the client. I send it to my VA or virtual assistant and she goes through it and I simply give her two instructions. I say, could you read through it to make sure that it makes sense to you as the reader, that there's nothing in there that's confusing, that generally what you're reading makes sense. And I also have her check for spelling errors and typos. Uh, because, you know, as you know, when you write something, you are the worst person to do the to do the proofreading because you're just too close to it. So I asked her to proofread it, and she always picks up errors that I miss. And that saves me, for some projects, anywhere from a half hour to two hours. In other words, she gets that last 5% done for me, that, that nitty-gritty last 5% that involves proofreading. Uh, now, why do I bring this up? It's because there is a real benefit to having a VA. That VA that I use saves me hours each month, hours that I can use in any way I want. I can use it to do more client work, or I can use it simply to have more time, more personal time, more time to myself. So that's what, I'm, that's what I want to talk to you about in this podcast, is the idea of hiring a VA and should you hire a VA. I'm going to give you some tips on, on, how, on how to use and find and use a virtual assistant, and also some criteria you should follow to help you decide whether or not it makes sense for you at this stage in your business to start looking for a virtual assistant to help you out. Now, when I started my business many years ago in the 1990s, I did everything myself. I think most people who start their copywriting business do everything themselves. It's, it's the sweat equity that you put in. You, you do all your own marketing. You do your own prospecting. You do your own bookkeeping. You do everything yourself because usually, at least if you were like me when I started, I didn't have any money to invest in, in getting extra help. I had to do everything myself. And I suspect many freelance copywriters who are just starting in their business are in the same boat. 
You don't want to invest too much money. You'd rather invest the sweat equity. So you do everything yourself. But there is a point where doing everything yourself doesn't make sense. And I have to admit that it, it, it took me a long time before I got to a place where I realized that I should be um, looking at hiring an assistant or maybe even a couple of assistants. I, 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 I waited way too long to do this. But let's take a look at what a virtual assistant may be able to do for your business. Well, a virtual assistant can help you with research. If you handle types of projects that require research, for example, case studies or white papers or even some websites and other types of marketing materials where, you know, it takes time to do that research, you can have a, an assistant do some of that research for you and save you a lot of time. They can find the, the surveys and the studies and the authoritative sources uh, that will help you write the piece. Uh, certainly a virtual assistant can help with editing and proofreading. That's, that's how I use a virtual assistant, that fresh set of eyes. Bookkeeping is another way that you can use a virtual assistant. There's many virtual assistants who, are, who have expertise and experience in bookkeeping. And I can tell you from experience, bookkeeping is very time consuming. So unless you like to do it, it's nice to be able to have someone else do it. They could probably do a better job, more accurate job. Uh, website updating, project management, uh, managing your marketing. You know, uh, if, uh, if you're doing a lot of different types of marketing, social media or sending out letters or compiling a prospect list, things of that nature, that can be very time consuming. You can get a virtual assistant to help you do that type of thing. Uh, dealing with in inquiries, following up on leads, um, graphic design, you know, uh, social media updates, uh, you know, for example, I know someone who uh, works with a virtual assistant and helps her with uh, social media updates. And her virtual assistant also monitors social media to look for conversations and interactions that she should get involved in and alerts, alerts her to that. So uh, she uses that virtual assistant in a very strategic way. So that's just a partial list. There's all kinds of ways that a virtual assistant can, can help you. Now, what are the benefits of using a virtual assistant in your B2B copywriting business? Well, the main benefit, for me at least, is that you're buying time. When you hire a virtual assistant, you are buying time. The time it takes for you to proofread your copy before you send it to, a, to the client, well, you, know, you, you save that time, you save that half hour or one hour or whatever the case may be because you're sending it to your virtual assistant and he or she is doing it for you. So you bought yourself that extra half hour or that hour that you can use any way you want. You know, so buying time is the big one. And believe me, as your business grows and you start and you're still doing your own bookkeeping and proofreading and you know, managing your marketing and administrative stuff and, and uh, following up on emails and things like that. If you can get a, a good virtual assistant to handle a lot of that stuff for you, you can buy yourself a lot of extra time. Now, what, what can you do with that extra time? Well, you can, that can be just more personal time for you if you want to. But here's where it becomes profitable to use a virtual assistant. You can, you can use the time that you've bought by hiring a virtual assistant. You can use that time to do more client projects. Let's say, for example, you're able to spend reasonably about 25 to 30 hours a week 
working on client projects. That's a lot because you need the rest of that time to manage and run other aspects of your business. Well, if you can get a good virtual assistant to do uh, to save you maybe, let's say, five hours a week, you can spend the extra five hours a week on, cl- on more client projects. You've increased your capabilities and you're able to spend more time on client projects. And by spending more time on client projects, you're making more money. If you charge, uh, let's say your, your fees turn out to be an average of $100 an hour, then you know, you're, you're potentially making an extra $500 a week. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Hey, I also have to pay the virtual assistant. Well, of course, that's true. But um, in, you know, virtual assistants usually charge much less than you charge clients. Depending on how you price yourself and depending on how you're positioned in the marketplace, you are probably um, making an average of $100 plus an hour while working on, on good copywriting projects for B2B companies. Okay, Most virtual assistants don't charge that much. Many of them charge by the hour, and the fees can range anywhere from the low end of $25 an hour to sometimes $50 or even $60 an hour for really advanced skills like uh, bookkeeping. But even at that rate, you know, you are still charging much more and making much more working on client projects. So if you hire a, a virtual assistant to save you, uh, you know, 10 or 20 hours a month and you spend that time doing extra uh, client work, well, you've increased your income, okay? But there are a couple of other reasons why hiring a virtual assistant makes sense, at least from my experience. Um, it makes your business simpler, if you, you know, when you start your business, you got to do everything. You got to, in a way, be good at everything. You got to be good at doing your social media and your marketing, your prospecting and bookkeeping and record keeping and administration and, you know, it goes on and on. Invoicing goes on and on and on. But if you have a virtual assistant that can handle a lot of that nitty gritty stuff, it makes your business life much simpler. You can spend more time doing the things you want to do. Presumably, that's working on client projects and less time doing the things you don't want to do. It just simplifies your business. Frankly, makes your business more enjoyable. And also, it looks more professional. You know, when a client finds out that you have an assistant that helps you, that just makes you look more successful because you probably are more successful because you need an assistant. Um, that's one of the spin-off benefits of having a virtual assistant. But the main benefits are it makes your business life simpler and you, and you buy time to uh, work on more client projects or just enjoy more, more personal time. You know, for many, many years, I was resistant to the idea of hiring a virtual assistant. I don't know why. Um, a mentor of mine, Bob Bly, many years ago recommended that I get a virtual assistant. He had one. And I just was very resistant. I was so used to doing everything myself. But once I got a virtual assistant, I tell you, I never looked back. It, uh, it, you know, it just makes your business so much easier. Now, how do you find a good virtual assistant? Well, let me give you some tips because believe me, I have some experience. I've been through a few virtual assistants. I've made the wrong decision a couple of times. So let me give you some uh, good strategies on, on how to find a good virtual assistant. Your first step is you need to make a list 
of exactly what you want the virtual assistant to do, what you want done. That may be doing your books, but you need to be more specific than that. How do you want your books done? Do you simply want a, a record of uh, an accurate record of expenses and, and, and invoices? Or do you want a balance sheet and, and proper income statement? Do you want it done in fresh books or in QuickBooks? I mean, very, be very, very specific as to exactly what you want done. Okay. Uh, because you want to give this criteria, you're going to use this as a criteria to find a, a good virtual assistant. If you need research, you want someone to do some research. You know, you want to be very specific. What kind of research do you want done? Is it research for white papers? And the reason is that, you, again, you want to use that as a criteria to find a good virtual assistant. Ideally, you want a virtual assistant who understands the copywriting business, perhaps understands white papers, so they know what they're doing. You don't want to get into a situation, by the way, where you need to train a virtual assistant. Obviously, you need to brief them, and they need to learn your business, but you don't want to train them in a skill. So you want to be very specific as to what you want done so you can find a VA that already has those skills or has experience in that area. Believe me, it'll make your life a lot easier if you do that. Also, I recommend the working with a solo professional rather than a firm. If you do some uh, searching on the internet for virtual assistants, you'll find that there's two categories. You'll find that there are these virtual assistant firms that have perhaps several different types of assistants working with them. Um, I haven't had a good experience with virtual assistants firms because I find that, frankly, it's they usually are farming the work out to people that I don't even know. And I just, it just doesn't work out well for me. I, I have my best experience with virtual assistants who are dedicated solo professionals. They're in their own business, just like you're in your own business. They're very good at what they do. They're at it full time. This is their business. If you find someone like that, it's golden. Okay, so I recommend going with a solo professional rather than a uh, any type of firm. And also... Before hiring a virtual assistant, never hire someone just online. Uh, you want to talk to them personally. You want to do a live interview. Now, I realize the interview may be on the phone because they may be in a different city. But do a live interview. Talk to them. Have a conversation with them. Ask them how long they've been in the business. Ask them, you know, what they do for other clients. Ask them what they're really good at. Ask them what they don't do. There might be some things that they just don't do, for example. Uh, I know one VA, for example, who doesn't do anything sales related. She doesn't follow up on, on prospecting calls and things like that. So there might be some things that they don't do. But have that a long conversation and get to know them. See if there is a good fit. Uh, you want a good fit with what they do, their skill sets and the services they provide you. But you also want a good fit with their personality. Because remember, they're going to be working rather intimately with your business. They're going to be your assistant, your partner. And you want to make sure that you get along well with them. And also, in addition to a live interview, I recommend, if possible, that you talk to one or two of their clients. Ask, ask the VA if they can give you a couple of client references that you can call. Now, sometimes, for many different good reasons, a VA is unable to do that. Their clients may be confidential or they just not may not feel comfortable 
with someone talking to their clients for uh, a variety of good reasons, by the way. They're not trying to hide anything. They just may have some good reasons. So you may not be able to do that, but at least ask the question. Simply say, you know, would you mind if uh, I, I got a client reference from you that I can call and talk to just to get a client's perspective on your work? And see what they say. If they can give you a client reference, that's a bonus because then you can talk to an actual client and get their perspective on what it's like to work with that particular VA. And also, and here's a very important question that I've missed a couple of times. Ask about their availability, especially their future availability and schedule. Like, are they going to be going on maternity leave anytime soon? Or are they going to be retiring next year? Or are they going to be going on an extended vacation? Or are they starting a new business in the fall? Or you want to ask questions like that. And the reason is that it takes time. You know, it really takes two or three months to really get up to speed with a a virtual assistant. You know, it takes two or three months with that virtual assistant to really learn your business and how best they can help. It takes that long for you to get to know them. It takes that long for you to get clicking with each other. And what you don't want is to hire a virtual assistant and then find out six months later that they're on a European uh, trip of a lifetime for three months and they won't be able to help with your business or that they're retiring or something like that. I've heard of this happening. So you might want to ask that question about their future uh, availability. Now, where where do you start? Where do you find these VAs? Of course, you can just Google virtual assistant. And perhaps also add these search terms of, you know, industry. You might, you might add copywriting. You might add uh, the, your local city. That's one way to start. But let me give you some more suggestions. First of all, avoid those cheap job sites that you find online. There's one job site, for example, uh, if you type in virtual assistant, like I did just before this podcast, where they'll actually say, you know, virtual assistants from $5, $5 for a virtual assistant. These are these cheap, low-cost job sites where everybody bids on projects. I don't recommend starting there because remember, you want to work with a professional, someone that's going to really help you in your business. You don't want to work with some fly-by-night person. Um, I've had a lot of luck finding virtual assistants through professional associations. There are several professional associations of virtual assistants. And I find if if a virtual assistant has taken the time to join their professional association and they're listed there, it's a great way to to find a virtual assistant. In Canada, there's the Canadian Association of Virtual Assistants. It's CanadianAVA.org. In the United States, there's VANetworking.com. There's also IVAA.com. I think that's the International Association of Virtual Assistants or something like that. It's IVAA.org, rather, not .com. Those are three. But what you can do is, there's a few others. What you can do is Google Virtual Assistant Associations. And you'll find a list of associations on Google. Check them out. A lot of these um, association websites will have a matchmaking tool where you can type in your criteria and they'll match you up with virtual assistants that that you may be interested in talking to. So that's a great way to do it. Now, at what point in your business growth does it make sense to get a virtual assistant? That's a good question because 
If you're just starting out in your business and you're doing everything and you're not making any money yet, then it really doesn't make sense to have a virtual assistant, in my opinion. You know, you're going to have to do your own books and your own marketing because you don't have any client work, okay? And you really can't afford it. And even if you have some money to invest, you want to invest it in getting clients, not in a VA doing your books. So at the beginning of your business, it doesn't make sense if you're just starting out. But once you start to get clients, there is a point where it makes sense to start looking for a virtual assistant. And here's my criteria. Here's what I recommend. When you get to a point in your business as a B2B copywriter, when you have so much client work that other parts of your business is suffering. For example, you have so much client work and you're spending so much hours on client work that your bookkeeping is falling behind and your marketing to build your business is falling behind and your website is falling behind and you're no longer able to be active on social media because you don't have time and that's falling behind. When different aspects of your business are falling behind because you have so much client work, then it makes sense to get a virtual assistant because that'll help you do a lot of this, this other periphery stuff that you need to do in your business, but also will buy you time to take on even more clients uh, and make more money. And it'll also make things less stressful for you because other parts of your business are not falling behind. You have a virtual assistant covering that. You'll have a more efficient business. So that's what I recommend. When you get to that point, it makes sense to start thinking about getting a virtual assistant to help you. So that's this week's uh, B2B Writing Success Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And please keep in mind that you can listen to past editions of the B2B Writing Podcast at b2bwritingsuccess.com. All the past editions are right there. You can There's a play button where you can play it online. And you can find all these uh, episodes on iTunes as well. So that's it for this week. Until next week, have a great week with your B2B copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Sloan-White. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.